This is a shock podcast. Once upon a time, there was a town called Hamlin. Hamlin was a prosperous town. It was a port town on the river Weser. Barges full of corn would come down the river Weser and unload at Hamlin. There were silos full of corn in Hamlin. Barges full of wheat would come up the river Weser and unload at Hamlin. There were also silos full of wheat in Hamlin. With the silos full of corn and wheat came mills for grinding the corn and wheat, bakeries for baking bread and cakes, shops for selling the bread and cakes, and of course, people for eating. The people were so prosperous and busy, loading and unloading, milling, baking and eating, that they didn't notice all the litter and rubbish that was accumulating in the streets. And of course, with the rubbish came the rats. There were rats everywhere in Hamlin. Rats in the corn silos, rats in the wheat silos, rats in the bakeries, rats in the shops, rats in the streets, and rats in the houses. The rats bred and grew and grew and bred. And soon, there were so many rats that life became quite miserable for the people of Hamlin. They couldn't bake a cake take a bath or sleep in their beds without the rats joining in something had to be done the people of hamlin made their way to the town square and knocked on the big brass doors of the town hall and demanded to know what the lord mayor was doing about the rats the lord mayor appeared on the balcony in his black robes and gold chains and made a speech good citizens of hamlin You may rest assured that what needs to be done is being done. Don't you worry about that. The good citizens of Hamlin weren't too sure about that, but they went home to their houses to see what would be done. But alas, nothing was done. There were just as much rubbish in the streets and just as many rats in the mills, the bakeries, the shops and the houses. In fact, there were more rats. The rats kept growing and breeding and breeding and growing and eating and eating and eating and eating. They ate anything they could get their teeth on. Nothing or no one was safe from the rats. The people were angry and marched to the town square and pounded on the big brass doors once again to know exactly what the Lord Mayor was going to do. When no Lord Mayor appeared on the balcony, the people started to chant. No rats, no rats, no rats, no rats. Finally, the Lord Mayor appeared on the balcony in his black robes and gold chains and announced somewhat nervously that he had a definite plan of action. Good citizens of Hamlin, you will be pleased to know that I, the Lord Mayor, have given orders that a large hole in the ground will be dug on the outskirts of Hamlin and into that hole will be swept all of the rubbish in the streets and all of the rats that can be found and killed. Soon, Hamlin will be clean and clear of rats. Soon, the large hole in the ground was full of stinking rubbish and rats and hurriedly covered over with dirt. But it wasn't enough. There were too many rats in too many hiding places, 
all over the town and too much food for them in the silos and bakeries and shops and houses. And they grew and bred and bred and grew just as fast as before. And now, with the rats came a plague of fleas. And with the fleas came a strange sickness. Some children and old people were infected by it. A plague was on Hamlin. As you can imagine, the people of Hamlin were even angrier. They marched once more to the town square and started chanting, No rats or no mayor! No rats or no mayor! No rats or no mayor! When the Lord Mayor did come out on his balcony, he was surrounded by his councillors, and he announced rather nervously that the council had, in view of the rather desperate situation, agreed to offer a magnificent reward of 1,000 gold guilders to any person who could rid the town of the rats. The very next day, a stranger appeared in Hamlin. He was different to everyone else. His clothes were colorful and seemed to come from many different places. He wore a hat covered with feathers and shells and bones. From a long scarf hung a silver pipe. The stranger followed the carts up from the port and he saw the silos full of corn and the silos full of wheat and the mills and bakeries and shops and houses and people and rubbish and the rats. He walked quietly to the town square and knocked on the big brass doors of the town hall. He told the mayor and his councillors that for a thousand gold guilders he could rid Hamlin of the rats that infested it. The mayor enthusiastically agreed, and the Pied Piper stepped outside. He stood in the square and looked quietly around. He took a deep breath and blew a note on his silver pipe that spoke to the rats of far-off places of woods and forests and rocks and mountains. He blew another note that spoke to the rats of foxes and wolves and hawks and eagles. He blew a third note, and all of the rats in Hamlin started to scurry towards the Pied Piper. They scurried out of doors, out of windows, out of drains, and out of holes. They scurried down the lanes and streets towards the square. Now, the Pied Piper started to play a dancing tune, and he danced out of the square, and the rats followed along behind. They moved out of the town and towards the port. At the riverside, the Piper stopped, and he placed just one toe in the water as he continued playing the rats continued dancing across the wharves and into the river. Rats by their thousands danced out of the town, across the wharves, and splashed into the river, where they were drowned. When the last one had disappeared beneath the waters of the Wesser, the Pied Piper stopped. He stood quietly, looking at the water for a while, and then turned and walked back to the town square. The good people of Hamlin were celebrating the victory against the rats. At last, they were free of the pestilence. The Lord Mayor and all of his councillors were up on their balcony, slapping each other on the back and making speeches. The Pied Piper waited for a quiet space and asked for his 1,000 gold guilders as was promised. The Mayor called out so everyone could hear. A thousand gold guilders? How could you have possibly earned a thousand guilders? Why? Everyone saw how. While the rats were drowning themselves in the river, all you did was dance about and play on that silly little pipe of yours. 
Here, be satisfied with 40 guilders and think yourself lucky at that. To the shame of the people of Hamlin, they agreed with their mayor and laughed at the Pied Piper as he walked quietly out of the town. What will the Pied Piper do now? Will he leave town quietly? Or will he return to teach the mayor and the people of Hamlin a lesson? Tune into part two to find out.